who would play us in a movie? It would be, honestly, it would be Aziz Ansari and John C. Riley. Tell me I'm wrong. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Did I just, like, did I just cast us or what? Yeah. 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 That's a good Friends movie. I mean, look, am I happy that I'm casting, like, an Indian-American actor just because he has big eyes and a (laughs) shrieky voice? No. Who else would it be? Riz Ahmed? (laughs) Riz Ahmed could work. I could see that. Yeah, I'd say... Does he have a... Is he funny, though? Uh, I've (laughs) only ever seen him play really sad, depressing characters. I'd be really into a Good Friends movie where um, everyone thinks it's going to be like a recreation of our dynamic, but it's some weird gritty remake where Riz Ahmed is just like, like big eyed and devastated playing me, like a really dark version. Yeah, like with an opioid uh, addiction or something. Hell yeah. I've actually been thinking about developing one for the summer just for like fun, for something sort of, just for something sort of dramatic and like. You can write about it on your blog, on your, on your newsletter. (laughs) Yeah, should I write about it in um, Soda Fridge? Like, July is she like, still yeah. high, guys! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe I should launch a secondary um, newsletter that chronicles my fake opiate addiction. Would yeah. that be inappropriate? Yeah, it, you'd, be like, you'd be like those bloggers from the early 2000s who, like, were intentionally poor so they could have good blog material. Totally, totally. Yeah. And, like, stunt reporting. Or yeah. maybe I could... Um, acknowledge that it's fake but just be like hey guys this is um week three of my fake opioid addiction and shit's been difficult mm. and just be really like honest mm. Mm. i don't know wait you can't be honest oh i see yeah if you're honest you would have to say it's a fake opioid addiction i think i would have to right, right? yeah maybe I mean, you can is, but you can say think that you're taking o- we'll just like make you think that you're taking opioids but really they're uh they're like uh they're like altoids or something <laughs> I would love, you know, somebody could, somebody could placebo, I'm like the (laughs) ultimate placebo effect victim, because I am so desperate to be a victim, I'm so desperate for drama, that you could like, literally put sugar and like a mechanical pencil instead of a needle in a bag, and I would come wander into the room the next day like, bad news buddy, (laughs) old Rod's a junkie now, just falling apart. Like, and you just roll your eyes in silence while I pretend to, like, overdose in the living room. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, really, really light stuff. Old Rod's gonna have to turn to, turn in tricks. Like, no, you really don't. I don't know, Jack, this shit's expensive, and let's just say I'm in too deep and my pockets aren't deep enough. I would leave the room for two minutes and I come back with like booty shorts, like, ah, gotta go out to the corner. Really double up. Cause old Rod, trust me, you don't want to see me when I'm falling off the goat juice. <laughs> it's just sugar water. You don't have to do that. <laughs> Isn't it all sugar water? <coughs> like begins to die like the the timeline doesn't even make sense <laughs> oh oh an angels in america moment yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. um what do you think about getting a bunch of kids in an elementary school to do angels in america <laughs> <laughs> as like the fifth grade school play <laughs> oh my god what's that line where he's the guy goes into central oh yeah, the guy goes infect into cent- me <laughs> yeah Infect me! <laughs> Just, like, you know how Chelsea um, is always doing, like, she is doing, like, plays with, with the kids are playing yeah. roles. I think she did, like, Midsummer Night's Dream. She, I'm going to pitch for her to do Angels in America next. Like, an, a nine-year-old cute Latino kid from Queens being like, fuck me! Infect me! While his parents are like, Jesus Christ. I don't care anymore. Infect me. <laughs> I don't give a shit where our days are numbered. Infect my ass. Like, the parents are like, this after-school program seemed yeah. much lighter when I read about it online. Yeah. Um, well. So, hi, listeners. Hi. How are you? I'm good. Um, are you well? Yeah. I mean, well, I always say good, and I feel like people judge me for saying good. 
I mean, I think you're doing it as part of the brand, like, good friend. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just brand conscious. But, you know, everyone knows that the biggest um, good friends, um, like, demographic of the fandom is grammar Nazis. So. Mm-hmm. No, you're right. You should definitely, you should make sure, you should know who, you know, we're playing for those seats. Feel me? No, you're right, you're right. That's even being even more brand aware than than I was with, you know, by saying yeah, good. Yeah, Right. Definitely. You were thinking about sort of a broader brand, and I was really zeroing in on the data, which is Grammar yeah. Nazis love this show. Okay. They love okay. it. My beef. Um, but how's it going? This is episode... I think it's... <laughs> I think it's 80. 70. <laughs> I think it's 79, right? <laughs> we, mm. we never know. <laughs> mm. All of my files um, say the last it? episode was 79. Uh, wait this. episode episode 80 yeah, wow fuck you. i told you dude wow you did tell me i'm very apologetic and at the same time i also don't believe you hmm. <laughs> it's on the fucking yeah, website so it's on the soundcloud hmm. page oh is it really yeah Really, it's just on the SoundCloud page. And we really, should, we should update our location to say "all over the globe" instead of "New York, New York." <laughs> You're right, all over the globe. Yeah, all <laughs> all over the planet. Like planet wide, baby. B a y b a y. Should we rebrand to be really annoying, uncool guys? <laughs> I don't know if we'll have to rebrand to do that. Right, true. Just yeah. a couple switches here and there in language. All Maybe over the world, baby. Ex- go exclusively in Comic Sans font whenever we need Yes, we need kind of, yeah. Comic Sans. A lot of winky faces. <laughs> <laughs> but also a winky face with like a dash nose. Yeah. That's always like the lamest. When someone sends you a winky face with a nose, it's very like, oh man. My God! Wait, what? Winky, like the emoji? Yeah, or like semicolon dash close parentheses. What about the like if I, you're doing emoticons? I hate the ones that's like the nerd face. I think that's really like, no. You, you're thinking of real emojis. I'm thinking of this. Hold on, I'm gonna send it to you right now. Oh, <laughs> I think. Yeah. You're thinking of like you sent the me one earlier. Emoji. You sent me winky face earlier. <laughs> Did I? But I'm talking about this. I'm talking about this one. <laughs> the nose, yeah. the dash nose. Yeah. So for our listeners who can't see, I'm talking about semicolon dash close parentheses, which might just be the bio info for this episode. Yeah. This <laughs> and is, I did. Yeah. This is very. I'm gonna uh, be. It's very like. Very like I aim in yeah. 2004. I'm going right. to be a hundred percent real. If I was on like, Ooh, wow. I don't know what that was. Um, if I was on like Tinder or something mm-hmm. and somebody sent me that face, I would literally back away slowly. I just, what it would be actually a deal breaker. What mm. do you, is that really extra? The, the fact that the, the winky face with the, the nose with the nose. Yeah. Is that, is that a deal breaker? That's a bit of a deal breaker for me. Yeah, that's fine. I have no problems with that. I it's mean, just like I can't have a conversation with someone who's like Coolio and sends me like a <laughs> sends me that winky face with the nose. I literally would be like, ah. I mean, God. yeah, but what if they don't say Coolio? What if they What if they slip up once and they send the winky face with the nose? I feel like it's not that big of a deal. I think you're overreacting. Okay. I think, first of all, I never overreact. That's something you should know about me. I'm pretty rational. Okay. Um, definitely how I would describe myself. And I also, okay, here's what I would do. I would allow it once, but then I would be vigilant to see if they're like a winky face mm. with a nose person. Because mm. that okay. is a type of person. Yeah, right. Like, if suddenly they were like, um, um, if they <laughs> suddenly were like, um, like, I'm at a buffet eating all the foods, I would be like, right. uh-huh. Oh, oh. <laughs> All the foods. Like, if they gave me an yeah. all the foods, I would be like, taxi, like, I gotta go. Right. How many, yeah. What's the threshold for, like, being Rickrolled if, by, like, the third Rickrolling? 
you're like by the okay. third yeah well it's very like like shame me like fool me once shame on you fool me twice shame on me fool me thrice taxi famous uh, saying <laughs> should i make a line of taxi. a line of needlepoint pillows <laughs> fool me thrice taxi clever I like my men like I like my chocolate. Dark, bitter, and in a taxi. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, do you remember what when we it were... comes to when it comes to wine, I like three types. Oh, no. Red, more, and in a taxi. <laughs> <laughs> Red more and in a taxi. What do you think? Uh, Is that good stuff. Yeah, that's good. Hey, do you remember what we were supposed to open the show with? Because I do. Oh, right, right. Um, <laughs> as everyone knows, last week was the 25th anniversary of um, of the L.A. riots. <laughs> I do think that we should really take a second to talk about it. Jack, do you want to start? Um, I have nothing to say about the L.A. riots. And I was... In, I was I know for what you mean. further discussing this this topic that we're you want to talk about today, but here we are. We're live. We're doing it live. We're live. We're doing it live, and I know what you mean. I too don't know what to say because it's like, where do we start? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, where do we start with the LA race riots? Um, I think I'm gonna start pretty much by throwing it at you. So, do you want to go first? <laughs> I thought you were going to open with some pun about, like, you sharing a name with Rodney King. Oh, I'm so glad you mentioned that. Um, <laughs> because I think it's really important that we take this time to talk about the fact that I do share a similar name, sort of, with um, with the late Rodney King. Um, Jack, do you want to take it from here? <laughs> Uh, you wanna wanna keep going? <laughs> your thoughts, your thoughts, thoughts, thoughts. Um, um yeah. Where are you I, at? I, I I didn't I didn't really take time to to like to to you know I didn't really take the time this week to reflect and and see how my life's changed since that right. fateful. I know. I I feel that period. In it's sort of it's, it's sort of. It's sort of hard to do it because it's like, in what ways, like, hasn't my life changed? Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, right. um, right. like it's like, I'm looking around and it's like, okay, like, this was my life before the riots. Like, this was my life after the riots. Like, I can barely, mm-hmm. it's like, I feel like I'm like looking at an old version of myself and I'm like, mm-hmm. what? <laughs> like, I'm like, I don't even recognize the pre-riot rod. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like, I am just post-riot mm-hmm. rod. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Right. Um, PRR. PRR, if you um, Hey, um, Rod. I have something that I want to ask you. Yeah. Do you remember where you were when that verdict came down? Wow. Um, I was, um, I think I, if I remember correctly, I was um, sitting glued in front of the TV um, with in my diapers with a beer in one hand. Mm-hmm. And I turned to my mom mm-hmm. and um, I actually said my first words during this during the verdict reading did you know that Um, i was a very late bloomer i didn't speak for many years um so i was about two and a half years old at this point i hadn't uttered a word and i turned to my mother and went and my mom was like what and i was like and i was like starting to like put a word together and then Mm -hmm. i looked her in the eye and i said this is going to be the beginning of a very large (laughs) chain of events and what we are witnessing now is something that black Americans have seen time and time again, okay. and it will destabilize the very fabric of this country wow. from here onward. Whoa. Those were your first I words? Know. Yeah. My first words. Wow. I literally just turned to my mother and went and said that. 89. I know. So wait, your first words when you were, you, you were like three and a half? Yeah. So I, I had That's a lot like, to say, obviously. It's weird because like, it's it's also like really late, but at the same time, mm-hmm. your first words were so well put and eloquent. So I don't know right, what to say. Right. Yeah. So in some ways, it was almost like um, one of those like sp- like 
speak only when you have something to say things right, you know when someone is right. like don't talk unless you like really ha- like choose your words carefully yes. it's like um mm-hmm. boy did i <laughs> you yeah. know like mm-hmm. boy did i um and yeah. i was actually on the news that night um i remember fox news not okay. fox news as we know it, but like the local right, news right. station ktv um, yes ktv too dennis richmond was like um we are now going live to a three-year-old baby who is at the scene of the crime. Um, <laughs> wow. Rod, like a word, and it was me in a stroller going, thank you, Dennis. Yeah. Um, what we are witnessing here is going to completely destabilize the very fabric of our society okay. and our understandings of ourselves. Okay. Back to you, Dennis. Yeah. Yeah. So wait, you so, said scene of the crime. Which crime are you talking about? Um, I think like in a sense, like good question. Like, um, <laughs> name it. You know what I mean? It was like, was I, was I where Rodney King was beaten? Was I where he mm. was held in detention? Was mm. I outside the courtroom? Was mm. I in the middle of the riot? Like, isn't any place in america a scene of the crime i'll tell you where i was jack any town usa heard of it yeah yeah clever very clever okay i'll give this one yeah thank you sure Um, you can have it i was just strolling strolling along in my stroller okay um and if you're wondering yes i did loot Hmm. yeah (laughs) oh my god what did you loot from which convenience stores did you loot i went straight to the warehouse. Remember the warehouse? Yes. I went and took a boombox. Okay. Um, and I just waddled up in my diaper. Um, and because I was really short, no one saw me. And I used a knife and just cut the the Achilles tendon of anyone in front of me and said, Move, fucker! And little baby Rod just waddled over and dragged a boombox out and put it in the stroller and said, Drive, bitch! Referring to my mom, who was pushing right. the stroller and... Um, and I still have that boombox today. That's really dope, dude. You should be proud. Mm-hmm. 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 It's like taking yeah. back from those who have oppressed you. 100%. I guess. I screamed, I am Rod, and this is for Rodney. And I pushed an old woman down um, at the age of three and then grabbed my mom by the neck and said, I said, drive, bitch! Yeah, what if and you thought, she... like, back then that... What if, what if the Rodney King riot was was like the the riot was like I don't know participated by everyone named Rod because they thought that the United <laughs> States had a thing against people named Rod. That sounds um like both a missed opportunity and one of those situations is, that seems like the exact kind of protest I would be all about. Yeah, you would feel um, you would you would love it. If there was like I some would sort of prejudice against love. people named Rod. Totally. Or I would like join the riots and they'd be like, Rodney, Rodney. And I would go, actually, I have an idea. Why don't we just shorten it and cheer Rod, Rod, Rod. And everyone's like, I guess. And then as they're doing it, I'm just kind of like sashaying down like the protests, just yeah. like walking and like moving my hips. Like, ow, uh-huh. ow, ow, ow. I would absolutely try to use that scene to make it seem like everyone was cheering me on. Mm. Like, hey guys, I have an idea. Why don't you shorten Rodney's name to Rod and why don't you wait until I'm like lifting up something really heavy over my head and then start like screaming it. Right. And and then as I'm holding something heavy up, they're going, Rod, Rod, Rod. And I'm turning to my mom and saying, see, I am a man. Just processing a lot of stuff in one space. It was a cathartic time. Yeah, I'm really glad that we really dissected the LA riots and yeah now I feel like I understood them better yeah I think so too I'm really glad we got to unpack it a little bit our listeners are probably wondering if we were going to comment and I'm so happy we did I'm so happy that we we said a little something something (laughs) yeah me too do you have any thoughts any other thoughts uh um I hope that there won't be a time where people turn to rioting because I Mm. want things to get better for everybody Agreed. Absolutely, absolutely agreed. Um, Let's not riot. Let's not riot. Let's, you know the rest. Buy it. Let's not not riot. Let's buy it. Yep. (laughs) That's 
let you know that famous saying, right? Yeah. Let's not riot. Instead, let's buy it. Spy it? At every store. Buy it. Yeah, like oh, don't steal those things. But yeah, I'm sa- I'm let's saying- not riot. Okay. Instead, buy it. Hmm. Right? I said it's pie it with a P as in like apple pie. Oh, yeah, like throw a pie at it. Or or just eat the pie. Mm, right. Everyone wants a piece of the pie. Let's not riot. it. Let's have pie it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> we should just go back to cheering my name. I think it's a much stronger, <laughs> stronger, <laughs> stronger move. Yeah. Me juggling pies being like, this isn't working as well. <laughs> oh. Oh, jeez. So, um, that was yeah, the end so of the... Yeah, so those are the... That was the end of the f- opening segment. And yeah, <laughs> and now we shall uh, move on to the second segment. <laughs> <laughs> now we will open the second segment. Really into episode eighty and ongoing being very stilted. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the first segment, and now we will start the second segment. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh. Would you like to start the second segment? Look, we're in a fucked up time, okay. And sometimes you just got to deal with it. And so now we're going to have a time where we talk about fucked up stuff that's going on with the government. Let's do it. This week in Trump. This week in Trump. (laughs) Breaking news. This week in Trump. What? (laughs) Jack? Uh, (laughs) um... Oh, oh, the house just the house just voted to repeal Obamacare. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, oh man. So wait, okay, I saw so... I saw that you were I saw that you you've been tweeting about this. Uh, tweeted a bit about it. But... You kind of predicted that the house would would win this vote, but you seem pretty yes. confident that the Senate's going to vote it down. Why is that? I think the Senate is going to vote it down. The Senate is where the original... Okay, so first of all, I say this with such hesitation because what does it mean to trust anything in 2017? Your politicians, your party, your sense of reality, your gut instinct, polls, they're all wrong, all of them. They're all poorly guided, so who knows? I could be wrong, but I will say this. There's a very good chance that when it reaches the Senate... It will either be severely gutted or it will not pass at all. I have a feeling that the division that we saw the first time around with the very poorly hobbled together bill um, is going to sort of rear its head again. I think the Freedom Caucus is still... There have been a lot of... I've been reading a lot of mixed um, reporting on whether or not the bill as it stands now um, will include... um, the uh, protections for people with pre-existing conditions. I've heard that the bill as it is right now makes no mention of them. I've heard that the bill um, keeps it in place that states must allow those with pre-existing conditions to remain insured. And I've also heard that it's now no longer going to be mandated um, by the upper echelons of government and every state can decide for themselves whether they're going to allow people with pre-existing conditions to remain insured. So I'm hearing like a lot of like, mixed things and i think just the very fact that there is not a concise um um, articulation of what exactly is different about this bill means that it's still very hobbled together it really was like designed um i can't tell if it was designed quietly or if the media just sort of had its back turned um but i will say this the fact that it's now back in the news because this is house vote i see i foresee a lot of um pushback again from the public a lot of our congress people having to, like, or a lot of our senators, apologies, um, having to basically, like, handle just, like, another fury of phone calls and movements that are trying to, like, get people to just speak up against their interest in this bill. I mean, like, this, not much for, in what I've seen has changed about it. Um, And so I have a feeling that it is going to have a much harder time when it gets to... um, the next level. I kind of was 100% sure it would pass the House, mostly because I felt very, 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 very deeply that the Republicans would not risk another potential PR disaster by having a bill be made public and not be passed by the House. Like, this was clearly done very quietly to ensure that there can be at least 
um, some type of like upward momentum because they know it would be a mortifying um, failure of public face if their second attempt also failed. These, this is a party that has three branches of government under their control, yeah. and they have not been able to pass a single thing, which tells you that the party itself is completely frazzled and like decentralized, and I hope it stays that way because this party is a disaster. Is a disaster. They spent so long being just interested in being an opposition that I don't think they have any idea of how to actually like gather together and like pass a fucking bill. I don't think they know, and I hope it stays that way. To be honest, huh? Hmm. Huh. Well, I know for a fact that like this morning, people were only starting to realize that yeah, certain pre-existing conditions could be like not covered by employers. I mean, that's like a pretty big deal, right? I mean. Yeah, I mean, like, the big thing about this bill, most of the things about this bill are exactly the same. I mean, a lot of it has changed. Like, very, like, quiet elements of it have changed. But the big thing is that they're just trying to gut a lot of, like, the Obamacare signature features out of it. Um, The biggest thing is the whole individual mandate, which is that, like, you tax the people who choose to not be insured as a way to help build up... um, the amount of money that goes into Medicaid. Mm-hmm. So we obviously know that the Republicans hate anything that even rhymes with the word tax. So, like, they want to gut that, obviously. They want to allow the states to, like, decide what counts as an essential health benefit. They want to, like, cut Medicaid entirely, which is, like, the darkest portion because I think, like, everybody at this point knows that predominantly a lot of Medicaid... I mean, the whole point of this um expansion of medicaid during the affordable care act was to allow people who are below the poverty line to be insured and like what party do we think the people below the poverty line tend to vote under i mean like that like the republicans entire base not their entire base i'm not gonna make like a general sweep but like you know a large portion of the medicaid um what is what's like the word i keep saying customers even though like they're citizens like they are customers it's pretty much a business enrollees enrollees, yeah, are going to be Republicans. So um, that is going to be hopefully where you see like most of the most of the pushback. Um, And yeah, so I don't know. I have a feeling that I don't know for sure if it won't pass the next step. I have a feeling it's going to be just a a very tumultuous moment. And so the only way for me to like get through this day was to like breathe slightly easier and just be like, it's going to pass the house. That's yep. okay. It is not. Nobody should be. The nobody should be so devastated that they're no longer trying to be proactive and stopping it from the next thing. This is a very like small first step. Like the momentum is, you know, the momentum isn't like insanely high. But I will say the Republicans who are losers, by the way, are definitely celebrating in the most pathetic way. Allegedly, they played Rocky and let's get down to business. I think was like the song I read that. They played before they took um, took the floor to <laughs> propose this bill. Like, in a private meeting, before they, like, entered the House, the Republicans that had really worked on finalizing the language of the bill have alleged, were allegedly playing the Rocky theme. And I think, was it, the, was it business? What song was it? Oh, my God, now I really want to look for it, but I won't. It was, um, yeah, I think it was Let's Get Down to Business, but not the Mulan song, something else, but the Rocky theme. Can we discuss? Mm, uh, like... Yeah. Who's embarrassed? Who's embarrassed here? I am. Mm. Yeah. I'll tell you who does winky face with a nose. Paul Ryan. Tell me I'm wrong. Paul Ryan and every one of the Republican House members who voted for for the repeal of Obamacare. Every, every one of them. Every one of them. Mike Pence. He loves a winky face with a nose. He Mike loves Pence, it. Winky face. Yeah. Uh. Like I want to die, but so we'll see. Hopefully, fingers crossed. I mean. I think the scariest thing is having to be like, um, is having to be like, oh, I hope the Senate does the right thing when like, huh? Like, pardon me? Like, in what, in what universe am I like supposed to like really rationally trust that the Senate is, has my back in any way? But I do know that four Senate Republicans are already criticizing the health bill. So, oh, that's um, good. so that's like a good sign. Um, um, so we will see. But as of right now, I'm choosing not to be... Not to let the air leave my body too quickly, and I'm just going to sort of allow it to ride out, and we'll see what the next thing is. But hopefully people are going to be paying a lot of attention to it. Shit's dark, dude. What's the deal? Why is it so dark out there? In the world? Just, yeah, what the fuck? 
I wish I knew. Imagine like turning on like the news or going on the internet and not having to take like a motherfucking Xanax. Like imagine <laughs> the thrill of that. Yeah. Like it's nice. just like the evilness of it is so intense. I mean, it doesn't help that like the headlines are like purposefully meant to sort of like stoke a reaction. Like the headline where it's like Republicans are trying to take away your health care is like really intense. But I mean, like that is what it is. So yeah. I don't know. It's really intense. And of course, it's disgusting when you know that like healthy, high income people are going to be the people who fare the best. And those who are like sicker and low income will fear will fare the worst. And like yeah. that alone should be enough to tell you this bill is a problem. But they don't care. <laughs> they don't care. Like you could just present that bit of evidence and say, how does this piece of legislation make any sense? Like, how can you look at just that most basic breakdown and like tell me that this is the best way you the, for the bill to be written? It's disgusting. It's so intense. Jeez. Jeez but Louise. We will see. Jeez Louise. We will see. Jeez. Everybody, be vigilant. Louise. Contact your congressmen, your senators, your everyone, and I called my guy this morning. Let them know. You what? I called my guy this morning. You called your dad? No, my guy. My my political oh. guy. <laughs> oh, your daddy. Got no. <laughs> no. Should I release a political ad that says, everybody call your political daddies now? Yeah, you should. Like, do, 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 call daddy. That's your, that's your ticket, you know, remember? We- <laughs> slutty president yeah slutty president people of this country slutty president here to tell you call your senators and your nasty daddy congressman and tell them the truth <laughs> yeah it'll just be really vague yeah. tell them the truth good yeah be super vague that way no one can no one can get offended when it's vague tell them the truth and that way they'll know also i'm gonna tell you this i'm horrified about this because i'm on medicaid let like lest any listener get this twisted like me too i have been on a journey with my dermatologist because my skin has been acting very crazy recently um and even though that is slightly more of like a seemingly luxury checkup although like not necessarily like skin cancer you're gonna go into a dermatologist first um that was done through medicaid and i'm very grateful for it and i would not be insured otherwise because as if i if i understand correctly how medicaid worked before was unless like you're a parent or um yeah like you have to like pretty much be like a a parent or someone like above a certain age to have been able to use medicaid like the entire idea of you being um an adult under the 15,000 poverty line or whatever um, was a new element of the Affordable Care Act. And that is sort of, that was passed right around the time when I turned 26 and was off my parents' health insurance. So I'm like really grateful for it. Yeah, I'm healthy, thankfully. And I don't like, as of right now, you know, I don't have a pre-existing condition and like I am healthy enough to not, you know, be looking at, my, my health is not my primary concern and I feel really lucky to say that, but like I have, as I've gotten older, have found that like no one is making doctor's appointments for me. Like no one is like checking in on my health. Like it's my responsibility and knowing that I'm insured makes me feel really good and safe. And it's really scary to think that like all these people don't give a shit. And also in case like, this is the worst part, which ended up not happening, but like the initial version of the bill had it so that every um, House legislators' health care did not was not affected by any of the changes that they were instituting into the revised Affordable Care Act. Well, duh. <laughs> like literally, like all of these politicians' health care plans would like remain completely unfazed, untouched. Like it was an actual part of the language of the bill. Um, and then like outcry made it so that they like actively added something that made it so that everything that changes in the bill will change their health care as well. Which like won't matter because the bill favors those that are wealthy but regardless just the fact that like not even that was an exemption enough that they had the audacity to include language that just like made it so politicians were exempt is like insane these people are the worst they're the worst they're just bad people politicians bro nothing you can do just about like it. 
Mitch McConnell just looks like a melted candle. Um, and every time I see his face, I just want like, I just want, he just looks like a Looney Tune character. He looks like an sh- old sheriff in a Looney Tunes cartoon. Yeah, he looks like I uh, hate all old, of these people. He looks like an old chicken. Or he turtle. looks like an old chicken. He looks like an old turtle. Yeah, he does. He looks like a turtle who would be like telling like young turtle like the story of his life, like like Franklin's grandpa or something. Yeah. Well. Oh god. We have one more segment for this segment of uh, what is it? Trump update. Um, this week in Trump. None of this is ironically none of this is actually related to Trump. I guess except for the Melania tweet. We can get into that right now. No, I the Affordable Care Act is related to Trump in the sense that Trump ran. Trump needs a win. Yeah. So the, like, a, the cheerleader for this, if he's definitely, 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 definitely going to be thrilled if this passes. I feel like he it's would, much bigger than. Him, I mean, but. he would be thrilled just because he needs like wins, but he needs a win. This is that's really all he all, cares about. This is isn't this all really the Republicans wanted out of Trump was to like guide this bill through. And then so maybe after the Republicans, they, yeah, yeah. I mean the Repu- the the Republicans like tr- Trump has no dog in any fight. Trump yeah. doesn't care about anything. The only dogs that Trump has in any fight is anything he promised on the campaign trail, and the things he promised on the campaign trail were just whatever the dominant Republican talking points were. Yeah. So like, the Republicans caring about health care means objectively Trump in quotes cares about the health care bill. Right. So. As of right now, this is something Trump is very, very, very passionate about. Of course, he doesn't actually give a shit about anything. Like, he doesn't even understand the nuances of the bill. I guarantee you he hasn't even read it. Like, any version of it. Definitely not. So, so he only cares about it the way... It's a sport to him. Like, he wants a... I don't know. This isn't quite a touchdown. But, like, whatever the... Whatever sports movie you would call, like throwing the ball, it falling, like, less than halfway through, picking it up, and, like, slowly running around hoping you get it to the end zone. That right. move, that's what this is. Oh, okay. So <laughs> like, like, whatever a, you would call that. It's like a field goal return. Kickoff return. Is it? Yeah, or, like, an interception? <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> an, interception, an interception. Like, you throw a, they throw a Hail Mary, and then it gets intercepted, and they're running around. Trump's like, hey. Right. Exactly. It's a little bit of that. It's sure. a little bit of that. Sure, dude. Yeah. Love that. Um, yeah, sports talk thoughts. <laughs> I'm up for I think that SP, this is my S- SPT. There's there, SPT. What is that? Sport sporty, sporty talk. talk. Sport talk. <laughs> oh, I thought they said SBT, and I was like, sporty boy talk, a new podcast with me. <laughs> I like sporty boy talk better. Wait, should we re- should we start a second podcast called Sporty Boy Talk? Yeah, I like that. Where I just explained to you how sports work, because I feel like you don't fully know. I don't I don't know. I I don't know. Like, yeah, I don't think you know. Um, yeah, I'll explain more to you later about how fieldy goals Thanks. work. But, Thanks. Um, okay, what else in Trump this week? This one's a fun one. Yeah, <laughs> so I, I don't know if anyone was able to catch this on Twitter. I'm not sure how many of you use the social platform. But Melania Trump apparently liked a tweet that made fun of Donald's relationship with his wife <laughs> it was really brutal so it let's, was like dark <laughs> it was very dark i mean let's what's really funny is that we are still getting memes from melania on inauguration day like yeah. it has been like the plethora has been very 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 not it's been non-stop yeah. but essentially this was a tweet that i wish i could i actually don't know if i have it on my or if i can like find it immediately but the tweet said something along the lines of, um, like, the only wall that Trump is interested in, like, actually, the only wall that, like, Trump has successfully built so far is one between, like, <laughs> float him and Floatus or something. <laughs> and use, like, a gif of her on Inauguration Day sort of just, like, stiffly, like, looking left and right. And Melania, the bitch, liked it. Yeah. She liked it. And not on a, not on her own private Twitter platform of, or account of which she does cheat what she doesn't have, yeah. but on the official Flotus Flotus Twitter. <laughs> Do you think she was hacked? No, bitch. I think that the dark truth is that we okay. I think I don't know what I don't know what to think. The the I could use like a Real Housewives of Trump Land reality show because the women in the Trump world are like the most fascinating. You have mm. like 
Kellyanne Conway, who is pretty much like a parrot, like will just say like whatever. She literally looks like an alcoholic parrot. Like will say whatever you want, like has no loyalty until you buy it and then will like die for you. You have Ivanka who literally like is a brain dead little Betty and is just like, yeah, I'm a feminist because like I had a kid and like, I don't know, I guess I'm a woman. Like who knows what's up with her. And then you have Melania who is like, a prisoner? <laughs> I don't know what to think of her. Like she does kind of have a, everybody... have a like a, yeah, what's what's that called? Stockholm syndrome thing going on. I think she does a little bit. I mean, like, she's so cold. Like the Eastern Europeanness means that she is just unreadable. Like yeah. everything is being projected upon. But I don't know. Like, is she enjoying being first lady? I mean we don't even hear from her. Like her being first lady is such a non thing. Non event. Like yeah. She doesn't even live in the White House. And we, right, she doesn't even live in the White House. I mean, I think it's, I, I predicted this a long time ago, as did a lot of other people, but that Ivanka would be essentially stepping into the first lady role. And that was pretty much embodied by the fact that up until over 100 days into Trump's um, administration, her title wasn't even really, like, announced. You didn't have any idea of what she was doing, and that's because she was pretty much doing what the first lady does, which is, like, meander and then like take on like various responsibilities that pretty much are like exclusively in the public sector mm-hmm. and everything that she's doing aside from like conversations we don't hear seems to be like in public so i don't know what melania's ass is like is up to on any level but she's back I have in a nyc she's not loving right this. she lives in nyc she lives in trump tower with baron mm. and they're just sequestered up there they are sequestered, and my tax dollars are paying to keep their asses protected. <laughs> what do you think they're doing up Which there? Which is hooking up? Yeah, are they hooking up up there? Oh, man, what a crazy you know, influence that would be. I mean, like, it's not impossible. This family is, like, fucked up weird fake royalty. Tell me, like, it's impossible to imagine some inbreeding. Do you think, um, uh, wait, 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 do you think, uh, I really like that idea of the real... The real women of the Trump organization. I think you got something mm. going there. A That's pitch? A really great. It would be Kellyanne, Ivanka, Melania, and then you could Omarosa, have, who's. You could, oh, yes, good call. You could do the forgotten and then we Trump, need a Tiffany Trump. Yes, oh my God. <laughs> you know how, like, every real housewife has, like, when in the opening credits, like, turns around and has, like, a, has, like, a catchphrase and then, like, her name like swings below. Do you no, know how like that's no, what the opening credits look no, like? No, but keep going. So, uh, so that's what like everything is like. If it's like the Real Housewives or whatever, it'll be like Vicky will turn around and be like, "The only rule in my house, my rules," and it'll be like Vicky like underneath. Right. I feel like Melania would have hers, Ivanka would have hers, and then when it's Tiffany's turn, she turn around and be like, "When?" And then there'd be like a car horn like passing <laughs> by. <laughs> Everybody's quote would get like completely enunciated, and hers would be like. Whenever, uh, uh, while her mouth is moving, and it's like Tiffany at the bottom. <laughs> that is, that's like my thing. Actually, I have my own Real Housewives catchphrase for if I ever marry rich and get to be on one of these shows. Okay, Do you want to hear it? Sure. <clears throat> so I, I'm wearing a dress and I turn around right. and I go, Every woman has a journey. Mm. Mine is to the deli. Huh? Thoughts? <laughs> that's not like. That's, like, funny, but that's not really, like, confrontational or thought-provoking in any way. Mm. Okay, so you think I should be angrier? I think you gotta, it's gotta be, I mean, every other one of those catchphrases sounded like it's, like, my way or the highway, baby. Right, to, right. It needs to be more, like, a like, line in the I feel state. like if yours is gonna be every, what was it, every someone's got the pathway and mine's to the deli? Every woman has a journey. Mine is to the deli. Right. I think. I think if that's if you're really committing to that, you gotta gain at least two hundred and fifty pounds. Right. <laughs> so I gotta like turn around with like a little piece of like bologna hanging yeah. out of my mouth. Like every woman has a journey. <laughs> Mine is to the deli. Yeah. <laughs> in that. And boy. in the background, usually, usually are like is the family like in the background of like the woman turning around, but mine will just be a shopping cart full of snacks. Right. Yeah. <laughs> a bucket of KFC. Yeah, let's be a bucket of KFC and, like, a jar full of, like, warm piss. <laughs> like, just one real housewife who's, like, a disaster. 
Like, you're supposed to be my friend and all you do is judge me. Like, oh, really, Tiffany? And then I would walk in like, really, both of you? How fucking dare you? And I'm like, have a salami hanging out of my mouth. And they're like, Jesus fucking Christ. How did right. you even know we're having dinner? The producers told me. Like, oh, God. <laughs> I would be. Like, I'm sorry I yelled. Bad. You're my best friend. Mm. You're my best friend. Like, I wasn't talking to you. <laughs> yeah. I'd, I'd be down for that only if you had mayo on your hands at all times. At all? Like, during the confessionals, like, I'm so glad me and Vicky worked it out because at the end of the day, she's my sister, my hand covered in mayo as I'm, like, waving it around. <laughs> I'm really, really, really glad that Vicky wasn't mad that I used her mayo as lubricant. At the end of the day, she's my sister. Tight. Yeah, not Real bad. Tight. Um, but yeah, Real Housewives of Trumpland, get at me. I'll pitch it. There's space. I like that idea. There's definitely. You know Caitlyn Jenner would be in it. <laughs> she would somehow get her way in there. She'd be like the friend who shows up every few episodes and is like, honey, let's get white wine. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Oh. Oh. Oh, man. Any other updates? Oh, yeah, one last update is that Trump is a por- apparently Trump... One- passing an executive order today on, like, National, like, Faith Day or something, which sounds fake as fuck. What is it? Um, where he is... The executive order allows um, tax-exempt churches more leniency in supporting um, politicians, hmm. which is which is awesome, for what? sure. <laughs> wow. Yeah, well, so that's really, 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 really great. Rod, I've said um, it once, and, and I'll say it again. All hail Zenu. Oh, hi, Zainu. <laughs> My main man, Z-Z. Like, there's probably, there's probably going to be, like, a religious, like, militia that shows up at Congress. Like, we are the Christians. Like, we are the Jews. And then suddenly it'll be like, we are here on behalf of Zainu to put our money behind <laughs> our favorite politician, this tree. Like, uh-huh. <laughs> This tree is completely clear. He's a level seven <laughs> Omega Satan. The Christians are like, we really want to push for Rick Perry, who we believe um, represents our values. I'm just going to hop right <laughs> off of that and say that this tree, which we've taped two googly eyes to, has absolutely passed our test and is ready for Congress. <laughs> Oh. I'm ready for Xenu's return. Take me, bitch. Like, yeah. I'm good to go. Cool. <laughs> I mean, I really think that that just clears the way for more Scientologist lobbyist presence in, uh, oh. in, our, in our government. And I'm for that. 100. I mean, I can't even, like, get into how fucked up this executive order is. Like, quite literally, the last thing I need these multi-million dollar megachurches to be able to do is, like, invest money into politics like Mm -hmm. separation of church and state like uninterested and as somebody who has been watching the handmaid's tale um this is a horrifying turn of events (laughs) you've been watching that we shouldn't get into it yeah have you i want to but i don't have amazon prime it's on hulu whatever hulu is it free yeah it's hulu oh okay i didn't know that hulu yeah i mean i I mean, I th- I thought Hulu was free, but like if you pay for it, you get commercials oh. off. I'm not sure. I think I think it is free though. Hmm. Um, I think there's a free option, which um, with just like commercial breaks. But it's great, listeners. If you are not watching The Handmaid's Tale, you need to get into kill yourself. It. It's so good, yeah. As the tree told me last night during a caucus. Kill yourself! Kill yourself! Kill your damn self. Your Honor, I would like (laughs) to put Exhibit C on the board, which is, you guessed it, Congressman (laughs) Trey, who did witness this murder. I don't know who that is. That's Nancy Grace back as a lawyer. Yeah, yeah. Um... The only congressman who can be brought in as circumstantial evidence because it's also <laughs> not a living thing. <laughs> Kill yourself. I like Nancy Grace. I'm going to say. Killing kill yourself. 
<laughs> for the like, Your Honor, if I may continue with my line of questioning, kill yourself. Like, Miss Grace, that was not that was not a question. Like, yeah. oops. <laughs> oh, I love Nancy Grace. Uh. Oh, Nance. Oh, Nance. Um, okay, we should get into our good friend of the week. Um, oh wait, okay, oh, actually yeah, I'm yeah. gonna make Wait, do we don't have even one? know who my I don't know who my good friend is, but I'm just gonna say that this is this person is my good friend even though they're fucking not because I just want to hear you talk about it. But human hobbit Ed Sheeran oh, yeah, um yeah. is apparently slated to play some dude named Arya on huh? Game of Thrones. He's thoughts? He's no, he's not playing a dude named Arya, is he? He's playing someone named Arya. What? They already have an Arya. Yeah. No, I think he's playing someone else named Arya then. <laughs> what the fuck? Well, Tell me what this means. Well, look, Ed Sheeran looks like a ginger fuck from Scotland, and that's basically all you need 100. to do. 100. That's basically all you need uh, to do in order to have a, a role in Game of Thrones. So, I mean, that's all I got for you. Ed Sheeran, Game of Thrones. But I gotta like, look this up. But like what? Like he's, and he's apparently gonna also sing. In case you were worried. Hmm. Well, I mean, look, you ha- you clearly hate Game of Thrones, or no, Ed Sheeran. Why? What? What's your deal with Ed, Ed Sheeran? Sheeran? Yeah, why do you hate Ed Sheeran? He's so lame. Oh. He's so lame. He's literally like when he's just like, "I'm in love with your body." I'm like. Bitch, you look like a toadstool. Like, there is no reality in which I find you sexy. Like, you literally are giving me... He looked basically like if Jason Mraz, like, died and then, like, his body bloated in the lake and then was resurrected. And they're like, yeah. well, I guess he's just going to stay this way. That's right. what he looks like. Um, But apparently, like, Game of Thrones does this often where, like, Coldplay or yeah, like Coldplay Sigur Rós have have been on. Yeah, like I didn't know that they do that. I don't know why I find that so weird. <laughs> Maybe it's because the showrunners are just shithead fanboys. But like, how do you how do you put them in and not make it feel forced? How have they done it in the past? They didn't even like. I mean, they didn't feature Coldplay. Coldplay was just kind of in the background, and if you were paying attention, you probably noticed. But if you're like, I didn't know that it was Coldplay when they... I, it, it's funny, the, in that episode, the, the the song, like, the song that Coldplay plays carries all uh-huh. this weight in the world of Game of Thrones because they play this song about uh, Tyrion Lannister. Not Tyrion. What's the fucking guy's name? Oh, fuck. Tide, no. Oh, you're asking the wrong person. Yeah, the, the guy who's the head of the Lannisters, they, like, play this song that's basically about this guy fucking over some other people and he's like t- super evil. So like Coldplay's playing this like really evil song and then and then like all the all the Starks get murdered. Who are the who are the good guys get murdered. But anyway, so they never like they didn't like focus on Coldplay, but they, I guess they did kind of have like an important role now that I think about Interesting. it. Interesting. Well Ed Sheeran is gonna have like a speaking role. <laughs> he, oh he is? He's not going to just be in the background. He is going to have, like, an actual speaking role, and his ass is going to be singing in the show. Like, put a gun into my mouth. I was pretty critical of last season's, uh, Game uh, Game of Thrones season six, just because I felt like Mm. they really fucked with a lot of the, they really sped up a lot of the good storylines. I understand you gotta do that for the show, but I don't know. Yeah, it also seems like there's... Seems it also seems like they're speeding up the timeline because um the new season is gonna take place entirely during an Ed Sheeran concert in twenty seventeen, which is like kind of a crazy huh. crazy twist. Is, who's the guy yeah. that yeah, is JJ Abrams now show running Game of Thrones? We're getting time travel. We're getting time travel, yeah. The new season takes place hmm. in um an Ed Sheeran concert at MSG. I'm pretty Not sure excited. I like that. They, yeah. yeah, they they heard what Orange is the New Black is doing and they wanted to get a little bit more experimental. So God is good. Um, and we have I may not always love you, but long as there are stars above you, you never need to doubt it. I'll 
of course about Firefest, the botched elite music festival in the Bahamas. Yes. Um, which turned out to be like a disaster yes. <laughs> of epic proportions. Yes. And I literally was like hoovering up the content coming out of this festival all last weekend. It was crazy. I was like obsessed. What was your and favorite? Week. What was your favorite part of the coverage? What was your favorite detail? The food. The food. The yeah, food. That, that photo the of food. the cheese sandwich. <laughs> the food of the cheese. Yeah, for everybody who doesn't know about Firefest, which I think at this point everyone probably has heard about it at least, but Firefest was pitched as this um this elite music festival slash like beachfront weekend long extravaganza in the um, Caribbean that would include. In the Caribbean, yeah, in a um, in a island apparently once owned by Pablo Escobar, you would be in theory hobnobbing with social media influencers, and models were going to be there. It was going to be like there was going to be yachts. Your ticket paid your ticket, which was like thousands of dollars, covered um, a round trip flight, um, accommodations in these like luxury yurts, and five star cuisine available like three times a day from like some of like the best chefs in the world. Cool. Um, yeah, awesome. And, I mean, not awesome because even if this shit had actually happened, this sounds like the fucking like douchiest, gnarliest event I've ever heard in my life. Like, at this point, you cannot seriously tell me that anyone is going to this event for music. Like, this is pretty much like just just like a rich person's. This is basically like a way for like people who are not actually that rich to feel like they are for as like long as they can which is like four days Mm -hmm. and rich people going also um what ended up happening was that it turned out that the organizers of this festival had quite literally nothing in place people arrived on like flights that were delayed and like kept on the tarmac for like hours and hours arrived to like half built like fema tents (laughs) like literally um they had their bags just like thrown place like like a huge truck just came with like their bags in it that were checked on the flight and people just had to kind of go through and find them. Their cuisine, which is my favorite detail, ended up being a styrofoam to-go <laughs> box with wilted lettuce and tomatoes, two pieces of untoasted toast, and, like, a piece of Swiss cheese. Like, it was yeah. literally a disaster. A disaster. It was so good. And, like, no bathrooms, like, no music. Apparently, um, at certain points, it became clear that um, the artists were just, like, going to be canceling left and right. Also, a pack of feral dogs. <laughs> feral dogs was loose on the island. <laughs> um, and it was uh, discovered that um, during that weekend, there was, like, a really large large amount of great white sharks oh, swimming really, <laughs> really close to the shore. <laughs> So there was sharks in the water, feral dogs running around. Um, some of like the A list people came to their like luxury accommodations and opened like their condos or whatever. And inside, it was like filled with trash, and it was like <laughs> over overtaken by rats. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Like literally, like I want someone so I wish there was like footage of everyone's reaction intercut with. The commercial for this festival of like luxury, the Bahamas, and like like ah, like feral dogs, like ah, like by gnawing on someone's foot. Feral dogs, and it was feral dogs, dude. Like literally the disaster. Jesus Christ! It was the, it's the best news story. It is the ultimate example of Schadenfreude. I mean, like look, like there's a part of me that really rejects um, some of, like, the hate going on on the internet. Like, a lot... I'm not even just the internet. Like, the tweets were all fine. But, like, the Daily Beast's coverage of this event, like, the lead of one of the articles was literally something, like, um, it was, like, um, Firefest, like, a festival designed to lure, like, trust fund douchebags and, like, mm. like, annoying millennials was a disaster. And it was just sort of, like... Yo, like, it's actually not a legal or, like, a moral failure to, like, 
spend money you have on like whatever the fuck you want to spend money on. Like I am not trying to like shame the people that went to this, even though a large part of me, of course, loves that it sucked because I think the only way to like shake the capitalist desires that like run through our veins as Americans um, or really just like anyone in the Western world who is just like living in one of these countries in which capitalism rules, the only way to like sort of throw some cold water on them and make them like question their own value system is to have these promises bust. So my shot in Florida is more born out of like a hope that it makes people be like, this is fucking stupid. And I can't believe I was taken by this pitch to begin with. I can't believe I put this much effort and time into this thing. Like, I don't want them to feel bad about like spending the money. I just hope like maybe it changes what they decide to care about in the future or to be more suspicious of like what it is that these companies are trying to sell, which is like, an experience that is essentially telling them that they can live a life that's like better than the life they have. And it's like, I want, I hope that nobody feels that they have to spend like thousands of dollars to like be flown somewhere to like feel good about who they are and the life they live. You know what I mean? And so I really, no, 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 abandon that. And you should just exclusively make fun of them because that's what the people want. But I think we can make fun of them. I think it's insane for the Daily Beast to run a he- like a lead like that. A publication calling like the people who went to this event douchebags is just like a little intense for me. I was kind of like, yes. you're a publication, you're professionals, you're in the media. Like all of the dragging can be left up to us as like okay. random citizens who love watching the you. failures of others. You feel me? Like, that is, like, the only... We're the only people who are allowed to do that. I don't think, like, any major publication should be, like, running, like, a ha-ha, are you fucking kidding me? Like, no, you provide the facts, you report, and we do the laughing. Like, (laughs) you guys should remain objective and not insult these people who are probably having, like, an awful weekend. Well, But it was the best. It was the best. It was the best. And I don't want it to stop, and I hope that, like, the media keeps covering the inevitable lawsuits, and I really, really, really... And I also am just loving, like, the new turn of phrase for any disaster um, press release, which is, um, due to circumstances out of our control, we unfortunately, and it's, like, circumstances out of your control, like, the festival was a disaster because it was in your control. Like, this was not, like, a natural disaster. This wasn't, like, weather changes. Like, y'all didn't start planning this allegedly until, like, late March and this shit was happening at the end of April. Oh my god, really? <laughs> yes, you guys have to there is um there's been like a lot of like really, really, really great like coverage of this event, um, like all over the internet. But there is a piece that ran in the cut, which is New York magazine's like fashion vertical by Chloe Gordon. And Chloe Gordon is essentially like um I don't know what her title would be. I guess she would be like a um, festival producer, um, and she's like a talent producer, essentially, and, like, does a lot of things for, like, different events, and, um, she was hired to work for On Fire Fest for a couple months and was flown to the Bahamas and left after four days, um, because it was such a disaster, and she knew from the beginning when she started, which was in early March, that this was going to be, like, a disaster. And the way you know that these bitches were not at all prepared is they didn't even have her sign an NDA because she legally was clearly able to write this, like, heinous expose. So everyone should go look for Chloe Gordon's piece in the cut, which is uh, all about her experience working um, on site at the festival for four days and how awful all of this was. And then yesterday, um, there was a piece in Vice News... Um, written by, hold on, I'm gonna actually like look up the name of this writer. Um, hold on one second. Oh, man. New York Magazine. It. I worked the at the cut specifically. It was always going to be a disaster by Chloe Gordon. Like, li- <laughs> yes, that's the name of that piece, which is a great piece of writing about like the hands on experience of what it was like before everyone arrived and planning it. And then there's a lot of great writing about what it was like to actually be there. Fuck. And honestly, Twitter is the better place to like go to for that. Firefest Fraud, at Firefest Fraud, mm-hmm. is the best Twitter account. And then the best breakdown of everything that's happened since last weekend is by, Gab- uh, is by um, Gabrielle Bluestone at Vice, who mm-hmm. wrote a piece called Let's Just Do It and Be Legends, Man, which is what one of the organizers said when, when like people planning the event were like, we literally can't oh my do this. 
Were they just like on mushrooms the whole time, or how do you fuck this up? So Dude, bad? they were just—they were just on testosterone, on broy testosterone. There's a really that that quote is lifted from Chloe Gordon's piece, where like they were essentially like being told by um, they were they were trying to rent bathrooms to shower in and porta potties, and also like the tanks for the sewage. Yeah. And because they did it so last minute, literally the people on the other end of this phone call allegedly were like, "This will cost you." upwards of one million dollars and that is a conservative estimate and there's literally no way you guys can put this festival together we highly recommend you wait until next year and start planning immediately and one of the executives or whatever was like let's just do it and be fucking legends Jesus <laughs> and, the, and chloe gordon was like taxi so Oof. those are the two pieces to read and if you weren't following the twitter account during i feel sorry for you because it was the best internet day of my life it was great well damn dude i love the shot in for it is real i missed out on so the that's greatest... our good friend and our devil tongue i missed out on the greatest shit ever apparently that's ever <laughs> ever. Yeah, ever and apparently like their way of offering people refunds is to be like do you want your tickets plus two extra VIP tickets honored for next year's festival or do you want your money back? And everyone's like, I want my money back. Oh, that never works. Oh, I know. They're not going to get it. Um, so yeah, that's that. Cool. A quick devil tongue. Uh, la, 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 la. Um, Very sexy. Jack, you are off to go somewhere as yeah. you... As you alerted me. I have to go pick up Pam at work, okay? Hmm. Don't, okay. Don't, don't do that. Okay. I'm just jealous because I feel like you don't pick me up at work, so it's, like, weird right. that you, like, pick her up at work. Like, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> do that all the time. I don't care. Yeah, I just think it's funny that it's, like, really chill to you, and yeah. it's, like, it's okay. Mm-hmm. You're right. It is. Okay. Yeah, um, okay. You mad? Yeah, um, no, I'm not, I'm not mad, I'm not mad at all. No, no, no. I just think it's funny that, (laughs) that's my favorite (laughs) meme, (laughs) like, crazy girlfriend meme. Yeah, I'm not mad at all. Like, are you mad? No. Are you mad? No. Silence. Yeah. I just think it's funny (laughs) that, (laughs) I love, well, Jack, I do just think it's funny that you're my good friend. Cool. I think it's funny that you're my good friend, too. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. That got me emotional. Jeez Louise. Um, Jeez Louise. Oh, boy. Boy, oh, boy. Oh, um, Listeners, we love you a lot. Yeah, we love you guys. Um, Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. And until then, be, be movie. Be movie. Movie. <laughs>